If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. IGN Playlist is a new home to your game library. Rate games, share lists, and log your game time, powered by How Long to Beat. Sign up for early access today at playlist.ign.com. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. Welcome, friends, to the second episode of Unlocked this week. It's Podcast Unlocked episode 521 for November 16th, after our November 15th anniversary episode yesterday. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, joined by the regular crew, Miranda Sanchez, Stella Chung, and Destin Legary. Hello, friends. Happy 20th anniversary week for Xbox. Yay. Hi. Hello. Damn. I'm so excited, but also I was good. Destin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm very I'm very happy and excited, but I'm also tired. Please, AAA games stop releasing within a week of each other. Please, I'm begging you. That that fall wake you up, mood, right? Please. Yeah. I, I think I think Destin, I think your bam woke me up. <laughs> <laughs> so some people will say the fall vibes are like pumpkin spice lattes, like the orange leaves. I'm like, nah, man. It's just no, long it, nights and lots of no. work. Yeah, lots of AAA games. Tears and Red Bull. <laughs> Lots yeah, of Stella. Stella's probably the only person on the planet who wasn't happy about Halo multiplayer fully <laughs> releasing early since she is reviewing multiplayer while I review the campaign. Uh, since, Stella, you're already working on Battlefield 2042. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't like officially globally released yet either. So I was like, OK, well, you know, Halo's in December. They're like, surprise. It's like, <laughs> say psych right now. Say psych right now. I love you, but please say psych. (laughs) Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about Halo Multiplayer's stealth surprise happy anniversary release here in a few minutes. Uh, But first, the the Xbox anniversary stream that it was announced on. That was pretty fun, right? I know, Miranda, you got a chance to watch it. Yeah, I think it was just, you know, hitting you in the feels a little bit because I mean, that's what they're trying to go for, right? Like all these like big moments and, and just xbox history like a lot of very community focused moments of course too um of just like people getting to meet each other over you know xbox games and then of course um just events that happened and memes and like popular youtube videos that happened over time 
And it was just kind of like, oh, I remember that. So it was nice to be part of it and just get to sort of celebrate, you know, gaming for a minute. Yes. And what was your favorite part of that? Um, the early Halo release. Because <laughs> I got to start <laughs> counts. Halo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for like the first hour at launch, it was a little rocky because people were getting blue screen, but they quickly fixed that. Uh, my biggest negative, I'll just start with the, the battle pass progression. We were talking about it off the air a little bit. I didn't like that. And already they said they're they're looking into it. Miranda informed me before we went live. That's great to hear. Um, but, oh man, uh, I finally played big team battle. I'm having a blast with multiplayer. I got a, I tweeted one of my six sniper shots. Uh, he of one he of the, damned it to me as well. <laughs> I was like, Stella, when you do your review, if you need some footage. Oh my gosh, Justin. Okay, yeah. well, excuse you, but I also got an incredible kill streak. okay? Stella I had invisible. a pretty good one. I, I elbowed the dude in the back. And then I grenaded his other teammates who walked up and were like, where'd he go? Stella was, Stella was in biz. And Stella, she was he, like joking around and got a triple. <laughs> it was great. See, Stella, he knows that you're better at multiplayer games than he is. And he's just trying to, he's just trying to like keep up with, with the Joneses a little bit and say, look, see, I, I, proud. Every, cool. I can hang with yeah. the kids. <laughs> I mean, yeah, listen, listen, maybe if one day Destin doesn't throw away the coffee I get him on his desk, then maybe maybe things will feel even again. That's a story I, I for drank, time, It was though. great. Thank you. I appreciated uh -huh. that very mm -hmm. much. Once I realized it wasn't garbage, I appreciate <laughs> that very much. Do we need a one-on-one -on -one Halo Infinite multiplayer match between <gasps> Stella and Destin? Yes. That would be. Wait, a watch. Halo veteran versus versus a new Halo player? Oh. <gasps> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, oh, I'm super busy right now. I don't know. I'm gonna have to. Ooh, gonna, okay. I, I honestly think Stella would destroy me in a one v one. She yeah, would destroy. I, I would never all claim three of us. Destin. I never. I never it even claimed to be anywhere near Stella's skill level at any point. I just said, "Hey, I got a six snipe. You can use it in your review if you want." And it's a good snipe. It's. I don't get it them very often. No, it so. was good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, it could, be, it could be 1v3 and Stella. I'm still putting all of my money on Stella <laughs> to win, even if I'm one of the three. And it's like, I'm I'm OK. Like, But that's the thing. I've, you know, in my 20s, I was at Halo 2. I was pretty good. But it's, you know, you, as you get older, those Twitch skills come down. And so now I just hope, you know, I'm OK. So, it's, yeah, <laughs> Stella gets <laughs> Stella's going to win every time in a in a. 1v1, 1v2, or 1v3 with the rest of this cast. I'm confident. <laughs> Although Miranda, I mean, Miranda's probably, maybe, maybe pull Destin and I along for victory. In I'm that not terrible, scenario. I will say. Yeah, I, I can Miranda. do, yeah. I can play games yeah. pretty well, I'd say, but I think still me and Miranda versus, versus the guys, that would be a very oh, good matchup. They wouldn't have any chance. No, no, yeah. <laughs> they would be that crushed. Would yeah. That would just uh, be unfair. <laughs> yeah we'd have to play mixed doubles on that to uh you know just however you want to pair them up that's okay, how all that's right how have, in fact maybe we should do that at some point that would be fun I think that'd be really fun that'd be yeah. fun that'd be yeah. very fun <laughs> all right we'll talk a little more halo infinite in a minute but yeah i i really enjoyed the xbox anniversary stream as well um, it was great. I like that they kind of leaned into, as Ryan noted, some of the memes over the years uh, with, you know, good old, good old Kudo Tsunoda. I don't know where he is these days, <laughs> but 
<laughs> that's where it started. Is that, right? That's where it started. Yeah. Yeah. Ever wonder what the bottom of Avatar's shoe looks like? Man, there it is. It's, it's just one of the. That was so good. That was so good. And back in the day, and uh, and yeah, the big backwards compatibility announcement moment back at the. That was the beginning of like. That was like the classic in hindsight from the Dark Knight. Remember when Harvey Dent's like the day is darkest just before the dawn. The night is just before the dawn. That's exactly that moment in Xbox history. It's like that first peak of sunshine when Phil Spencer had taken over as head of Xbox and uh, and announced the compatibility initiative. So good job. Good stuff from the Xbox team there and capped off with an awesome for everyone except for Stella surprise early release. <laughs> of Halo Infinite multiplayer. Well, early on the back of being delayed a year, but we're not, you know, we've already accepted that. So it's still early. It still counts. And we appreciate it. Uh, Before we get going with the rest of this definitely Halo-centric episode this week, I just wanted to do a couple of things. One, uh, let's see, what's, oh, you know what? This already happened today, so I'm not even going to say this because by the time this airs, this call to action will be over. So forget that. But what is still relevant is the schedule for this show. So we are going to take a little break next week. There will be no Unlocked next week as we enjoy some uh, Thanksgiving break time with our families and kind of wind down our our workloads heading into that long holiday weekend. So I hope you'll uh, grant us that. But we've already given you two episodes this week. So that'll just think of think of the the Seamus Blackley episode uh, as next week's episode. And yeah, definitely be sure to watch that if you have not already, because we had a really, really enjoyable conversation with Seamus. Miranda, I know you were you were going in deep on the on the uh, bread, the, yeah, I'm the sorry, bread baking guess. stuff, which was great. <laughs> it's so fun, though. A it's lot just, of you know, a lot of people love that. Actually, oh, good. It was. I haven't seen the feedback yet. <laughs> well, everyone. Well, we all love Miranda. How can you not love Miranda in general? Like he's just so sweet. She's like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> Likewise, but yeah, I think it's just fun to get into other people's hobbies a little bit. Like we we know Seamus, right? We know his history with Xbox, and, and if you didn't know, you do. But also, did you know about his bread? So like that's just like the thing that's really interesting, and I love hearing people talk about the passion of other activities that kind of take them away from gaming, and honestly, can sometimes like shape different perspectives around video games and making things and other things as well. So I thought it was fun to get into that too. Yeah, he made a great point about how life's too short to just do one thing. And so mm-hmm. he likes to do all kinds of stuff, mathematics, physics, bread baking, you know, just all this, all these different things. So uh, do check that out. That's episode 520 that released yesterday. So do do catch that uh, at some point between now and our next new episode, which will be in two weeks. Okay, uh, let's get back to Halo Infinite multiplayer. It is here. 10 total maps for now. And I've seen some of the Twitter conversation I saw was taking that as a negative. Like, oh, only 10 maps. I'm like, I get it. It always seems like more is better. But there's a couple things I want to point out before I throw to uh, particularly Stella, since she's been playing the heck out of the multiplayer uh, as much as she can while juggling Battlefield as well. But one, 10 maps is kind of the norm for halo over the years that's uh i believe halo 2 like the probably most legendary multiplayer halo game some would argue halo 3 but i don't quite remember i'd have to look up how many maps 3 had but it was around the same halo 2 was 10 maps 
plus, and then if you finish the campaign, you'd unlock Foundation, which was the remake of the Marathon map. Uh, that was the eleventh map. So you know, ten is is totally fine, particularly when it's ten high quality maps. Because I think Miranda was what you were telling me. Uh, well, Miranda and Stella that that Vanguard has too many maps, and they're just it's just a lot of duds in there, right? Weren't we talking about that yes. recently? Uh, quality over quantity, please. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. So, and thus far, I have, so I confess, I actually have not had a chance to play uh, at all since it launched yesterday. I've played a ton of the flight, te- the, the test flights, and then obviously Miranda, you and I got to play a bunch of streets with the dev team while we were up there. So uh, there's still a few maps I haven't seen. I'm really excited to see those other two big team battle maps. It's seven arena maps three big team battle maps, but more will come in time as the seasons progress in what is now a live service game. So Stella, let me go your way first. You know, you're newer to Halo overall, but you're a competitive multiplayer expert. You play everything. You're uh, exceptionally skilled at these multiplayer games. And so you've been out there in the wild with Infinite. Uh, And what do you think so far, particularly of these maps that you haven't already played in the test flights? So I actually got streets. I I got to play streets. That was like my first match and it was oddball. And of course, because I got thrown in with a bunch of randoms, it was pretty rough, but the map felt really, really good. I know you guys talked about how the flow felt really good. Everything felt very fluid on it. And I agree, even though it's a small map, it felt big just from the way that you were constantly running around. And that felt really nice. I really liked that. Um, I believe the power weapon in that was the, uh, the yeah the spanker, which was very chaotic in that small of space, especially since that courtyard where you pick it up. If anyone's surrounded in that area or like just even a little bit further back in the doorway, you're kind of screwed. So it made for a very fun environment. Um, I genuinely really like it. I also liked that dash ability that you could pick up. I had no idea what it was at first. And I picked it up and it kind of threw me off. But you can do so much cool movement with it. Uh, so definitely big kudos. Uh, to that um yeah the maps feel really good i even got to get some uh btb modes in some new maps are in there there's a smaller btb map which i actually really enjoyed um but i I will say the sightlines were a little bit long so you could get sniped or shot immediately off spawn which i was like oh this sucks but that's fine um i want to say though that the previous the last test flight that we had participated in the weapon balancing there felt really really good And now it feels like all the weapons have been dialed back. And even the pistol, which is technically the best weapon right now that you can start with, um, even that feels like the damage has been reduced a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it kind of feels weird. I'm I'm getting used to the time to kill. Um, It feels a little long. I I put in an entire clip and half a clip of pistol into a guy and he didn't die. And then I had to go and elbow punch and then he died. And I was like, this feels a little too long. Um, the, the previous test flight felt perfect. I mean, the AR could hold its own. Yeah. Um, but now it feels like you have to go for wall weapons. And even the wall weapons, like the VK commando feels like it's been nerfed a lot. It and I'm has. very sad about that. Yeah. I can feel I am, it. I unloaded yeah. a full Maybe. clip into a dude. Yes. Still doesn't die with the commando. I'm like, uh, this is different. Yeah. <laughs> I am so upset about that. I, I picked up the commando because I was like, oh, well, surely this will be better than my AR, which it, which just feels like butterfly kisses right now. And I picked <laughs> it up and I was like, oh no, this is this is not, this is not it. Um, so I definitely had some frustrations with that. Sorry, Miranda, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say too, and I, I'm really 
glad you also are concurring on some of these changes with the weapon balance, um, because that's also something I noticed in the few matches that I got to play last night. And the good news is that the team has been heavily emphasizing, the dev team has been heavily <laughs> emphasizing that they are listening to feedback, taking it all accordingly, and will adjust. So I think the big question here is how fast would they adjust? Um, because yeah. I, I completely agree. I think the balance from the last test flight was fantastic. Um, so I'm definitely curious to see how that changes. Apologies, just wanted to note that too, because I think that's something that I'm really looking forward to is seeing how much support they offer here. Because I think, you know, given that they want this to live for a long time, um, how fast they make changes is going to be the most interesting thing, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I really have to praise Apex for that, right? Because Respawn yeah. listens to feedback. They constantly change things. They're always tweaking things. Um, they're also always releasing patch notes. So I would really, I, I really hope that 343 also releases patch notes with detailed, like, hey, headshot multiplier on um, the AR has been decreased from this to this, like stuff like that. I would really love to see that, um, especially since things feel so different this in this beta. And I'm sure that they are testing things as it is a live service environment, which is fine. And I think that we can trust 343 to do that right. Um, I mean, I mean, it's with the preview flights, we saw them change things instantly. Like they were definitely testing things, but you saw how quickly they were to change things yeah. um, according to feedback. So I, I do have faith in that. I am just a little bit frustrated in how long it takes to kill an enemy right now. Um, but Hey, melees are still two hit kills, so there's that. Um, <laughs> so it's 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 still very fun. I am having a lot of fun with it. I think the TTK is just a little bit frustrating, and it, oh, also audio issues. Um, I was I was talking to my community about it. I got about three hours in the game yesterday, and I played through a lot of different um, smaller team fights, and a lot of the back audio, like if someone was behind you, a lot of that seemed to be empty. So I don't know if there's some sort of um, bug going around with that, but I. The amount of times that uh, Spartans have walked up behind me and meleeed me for free have been like hmm. a little too much. And I have not heard it happen. And I definitely feel like you should. So yeah. I think there's definitely some audio balancing that needs to be worked on as well. And you're playing on PC, right, Stella? Yes. I would assume. Yes. And I have also heard some of the problems on PC aren't necessarily shared with the Series X or Xbox One version. So like if you guys are like, oh, I haven't had that. Well, maybe it could also be a system issue. Um, yeah. So, but I also have heard the same thing with audio um, issues persisting. But yeah, all the time. It's a beta, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to not hold it against them, but because it is for all intents and purposes, it's it out. is out. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm still like okay. My feelings now are still valid, and I hope that they do adjust because I don't want to feel these feelings for much longer. <laughs> yeah so, yeah that that's the only thing i understand that they can totally change everything um you know with an update so that's fine so i will just be watching closely i guess i still enjoy playing yeah. it um yeah so that's kind of where i'm at Stella, i have one more question for you which is uh since you've spent a little little bit more time in big i played for four hours <laughs> i want to talk <laughs> too you're not Wait, reviewing you're it oh, oh okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Stella, what is your favorite vehicle so far? Hmm. I mean, for me, I think the ghost. It's just so. It's just. It's just so sleek, and yeah. the the fire method is just. I I really like it, especially since I played um, Combat Evolved. I'm just like I I gotta go back to the ghost. Like it's so fun, and it's just so pretty. Like let let me just have this and run over some Spartans. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's tough to argue with it. It's 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 speedy. It's nimble. You know, it's uh, you can you don't need more than one person to 
get the most out of it. It is it yeah. is a classic tried and true Halo vehicle. Okay, Destin, four hours for you of multiplayer. Uh, how are you feeling about it so far? What is what's what's your favorite of the new maps that you hadn't seen in the test flight? Talk to me, my friend. Yeah, so I didn't play the big team battle when it was out. So this is my first time really getting time to experience it. And it is a ton of fun. I love hopping in the wasp and like utilizing the vehicles in big team battle to just destroy the other team. That has been a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't notice the audio issue. Stella pointed out, so I'll watch for that next time I played. But I was really happy to hear you, Stella, talk about um, the time to kill because I also noticed I'm like, it felt too long. I was like, Am I using the the weapon wrong? But uh, when Miranda pointed out that it was nerfed, I'm like, oh, okay. So time to kill is longer. And uh, the, what's it called? Not the DMR. What's it called now? Commando. The commando. The commando, commando yeah, yeah. Yeah, has been uh, nerfed down a little bit. Uh, that's a little bit of a bummer. But otherwise, I am still having a blast. It definitely has that just one more game thing going on for it where I constantly want to hop back in and play more. <clears throat> um I did play two of my ranked placing games. Uh Ooh. the first one I got was uh, on a, one of the big team battle maps and it I don't know it was a large map I don't know if it was big team battle or not. But um they take a long time. People are playing them very seriously, which means they go on uh quite long. So every time I go into rank now I kind of I'm like all right, this is going to be like a 20 minute match at least, you know because people are taking it really, really seriously. One thing people, I really hope people don't sleep on this because it's sort of, it's not like on the main page, but definitely play through the tutorial. The tutorial is actually where you you go in, you get the cutscene for the season, uh, sort of copying what Apex has done with the, the genre of having seasonal stories. You get to learn a little bit more about the Spartan uh, uh, commander, or I can't remember her official title. Um, but and then you go through the training course and you get a little bit more story and you learn about your AI. I really, really like how they handled that. And I hope they have something like that for each season, which they've sort of hinted to. And uh, there's a secret achievement in there, Miranda, by the way, for doing it in 25 <laughs> seconds after you completed Ooh, the first God. time. Uh, yeah, it's it's really fun. I'm really having a good time with multiplayer. I, I agree that the battle pass initially was a little wonky. Glad they're fixing that. I feel like time to kill is it's just like that much too long. It should be just a little bit shorter in my, in my opinion, but I'm sure they balanced that for reasons that a lowly player like myself just doesn't understand uh, mm. in my uh, terrible 1.2 KDR. So, <laughs> Wow, 1.2? Something okay. like that, yeah. I had a 17 and 4, and it's still not good enough for the internet, so whatever. Uh, you know, nothing will ever be yeah. good enough for the internet. Don't worry. No. Mm -hmm. It's fine. And especially yeah. especially your Twitter takes, Destin, God forbid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I am bogged down with another huge project at the moment. I cannot wait to get back into multiplayer and, uh, and, and see, the, especially those other two big team battle maps, which... Miranda, they had they had given us the names of when we were up at three four three, and we put them out in art in an article on IGN earlier this month. But we just hadn't seen them yet. But it is they are out now. Deadlock and High Power. They are out there, uh, ready to be played. So yeah, eager to dive in. Real quick, too, um, on the interviews and in relation to something you said, Dustin, about them trying to sort of build a story around 
the Halo Infinite multiplayer. I think that's absolutely true, um, sort of based on my interviews with the team. Uh, it's something that didn't quite fit into the story we did was more about how they are really trying to create this emphasis that this is your Spartan and your Spartan is canonical and you have a story within this greater Halo universe. Um, and so since this is like a training facility set off and away from Master Chief, like they acknowledge that things are happening, but that you are apart from it. I, I think that's really cool that they want us to feel like we have a presence here and hopefully we'll continue to grow that in exciting ways that we just don't know yet. Um, I mean, that's that's what I'm hoping for because I am definitely a sucker for Halo story stuff. So I'd yeah. like to see more of that. Yes, I was so, so happy. It's like it's in the tutorial. So for the first time, I'm like, mm -hmm. do the tutorial because you get all this neat. Uh, exposition and storytelling that would otherwise just be lost. And I've seen just how successful Apex has been with their mm -hmm. season to season storytelling. And like still you do those excellent lore breakdowns. I'm so happy to see that in Halo Infinite. And I, I can't wait to see how that grows and develops over the seasons in this in this uh, free multiplayer mode. Uh, I I forgot to actually touch on the fact that it hit on Steam alone. It hit two hundred seventy two thousand concurrence peak twenty four hours. As we're recording, it's at one hundred fifty thousand on day two. Obviously, it's going to ebb and flow throughout the week, but that's one platform, right? It's so and one PC. That's just Steam. Yep. That's just yeah. Steam. I didn't play People, on Steam. They're still on Game Pass on yeah. PC. Yeah. So uh, seems like a resounding major success. Or three four three. So congratulations to that team, and congratulations to people who like shooters because it seems like we got a good one on our hands. <laughs> Finally, sorry, yeah. sorry to the rest of the games this this fall, but I'm like, I just want a good first person shooter to play with my friends. Okay, yeah, no, nope. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Not that that is hinting towards a review score or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Well, uh, yeah, we will. In all seriousness, look very much forward to your review of multiplayer, yeah. Stella, because I want to know what you're going to give it. I want to, you know, it's your perspective is extremely valuable. <laughs> and I, yeah, I can't wait to see what, what the final <laughs> review is going to be. Yeah. Multiplayer. And then I will have the campaign review for you mm -hmm. uh, when that embargo lifts closer to the, uh, the actual <laughs> release date of December Lucky. 8th. What, what's that like to get breathing room? I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. I don't know. I got to, I, I got to get the game first and get it going. But, uh, it's only November sixteenth, so we'll only. see. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't it's irrelevant to you because it's out. You gotta go. Why are you playing right now? Why are you here? Why are you here? Sorry, guys, I gotta go. I gotta go. Be the ultimate mic drop if you just literally just signed off instantaneously, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and then we just see you pop online on our on Xbox. This week's podcast unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey. If you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events, TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is showing that event. No more blackouts. It's also good for plenty of other stuff like protecting your private data, your bank details, your passwords, your online identity. You can protect your data while you're traveling and using public Wi-Fi. NordVPN protects you wherever you are in the world. NordVPN threat protection also protects you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. NordVPN is also the fastest VPN in the world. No buffering or lagging while you're streaming, 
and it will stop your ISP bandwidth throttling. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee a month, so that is a super affordable, great way to go. To get the best discount off of your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash unlocked without the E. That's N-O-R-D-V-P-N.com slash U-N-L-O-C-K-D. And that'll give you four extra months on the two-year plan. And best of all, there's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash unlocked without the E. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> All right. Uh, meanwhile, actually speaking of Halo campaign, I'm, I'm not going to get into this now because Miranda, you and I did a whole video about this, 15 minutes, but your single player four-hour campaign hands-on preview went up on IGN as part of our IGN First exclusive coverage. I went up on Thursday. It is an 11-minute, 30-second preview. We took all of our usual word counts and we threw them right out the window, right out, <laughs> just right up. them out, out the airlock. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you just aired it out. Uh, it's a great preview. You did a phenomenal job. There's no story spoilers in there, Miranda, but yeah, you you... You've uh, people should go see it. Yes. What what's kind of the general topics that you cover there? Yeah. So my approach to the preview is trying to answer as many questions as I could that I knew I had going in and that I've seen others people discussed in regards to um, just campaign launch announcements from 343. And like I just saw some questions bubbling. I was like, OK, how can I answer that? And can I answer that? Um, so that's what I did to try to frame it. So that way I could cover off on like, what's exploration like, which of course is a thing. Um, how are the difficulties, which is very important to me because I am like a Halo legendary player and that's important. I want to know if it's a good challenge. What are the boss fights like? Um, so a lot of things like that. But I, again, was very careful to avoid any story spoilers. The only story bits that you really get are things that have already been announced from 343 Uh I am very sensitive to story spoilers, and I know I sure as heck do not want Halo Infinite spoiled for me, so I didn't want to do that for our readers either. Um, so um, first, thank you to everyone who's already read or watched it. I worked very hard on it, and I'm so glad that it's out and that we can finally talk about the Halo campaign because it was such an honor to get to go play that a little bit early and, and you know, get to d- dive deep into uh, the thoughts about it so far. Of course, it's just a chunk of the campaign, so I'm curious to see how it's going to play out. Yeah, it's got one million views on YouTube, Miranda. So congratulations on that. Yes. It is a spectacular piece. Uh, Mike Wynn as well gets a big tip of the cap for editing that piece. It is not easy to to put together a, a <laughs> carefully edited 11 and a half minute preview video. But yeah, you and I also on 
the IGN Games YouTube channel, the same place that you get unlocked on YouTube, you and I recorded a separate 15 or so minute conversation about our experience going to 343 and playing it. Uh, and I give some of my thoughts as well. Short version, like you, I I loved what I played, which was almost a relief to me. Uh, yeah. You and I were talking about that. Like Halo 5 hurt me so much as, a, as yeah. such a longtime <laughs> Halo fan uh, that, that I was kind of nervous. Like, oh, is this like, I don't know. We'll see if they're going to this infinite's been through a lot publicly we'll see and really enjoyed those first few hours of the game and and uh yeah you articulated that beautifully in the preview so check out the preview from miranda and the conversation video from her and i which it's either you can it's embedded in the preview on ign if you mm -hmm. want to read it there uh, again or it's also on the ign games youtube channel let's get to some more good news and that would be a new and final backwards compatibility update but it's a big drop, 76 new games. Uh, let me just read you the highlights and then I want to get the panel's reaction and sort of the, your maybe your top pick or two from the list that you're eager to jump back into at some point. Not that any of us are going to do that now with all the new games, <laughs> but still. Uh, so it's you've got the entire Max Payne series now. Skate 2 is in there. More than 20 more original Xbox games. That was a big one that's been asked about for a while. When is the next? Is there going to be more, uh, another drop of OG Xbox games? So uh, the list, let's see. Uh, in addition to the 76, 26 more games on have been given FPS boost. So including, by the way, the entire Gears of War series. So now oh. OG Gears of War, 60 frames per second. Uh, I guess technically you could get that on the remaster on Xbox One, but not Gears 2. Now Gears 2, you can play at 60 frames per second on your Xbox One or Series X. Uh, or I should say just Series X. Fallout 3, New Vegas, both FPS boosted. Oblivion FPS boosted 60 frames there now, which uh, makes me really happy because that game... Right. My favorite Elder Scrolls game, and it you know was kind of barely 30 frames back in its day. <laughs> and let's see. So everything from 50 Cent Blood on the Sand, popular cult classic, Advent Rising, which is an original Xbox game I always really liked that was really rough around the edges. So it'll be nice to have that uh, on a modern console running a little better. I mean, Binary Domain, Beautiful Katamari, there's all the Dead or Alive series, the entire Fear series. Mention Max Payne, more Mortal Kombat games. Uh, Otogi 1 and 2, that's from software back on the original Xbox. Those are excellent action games. You have, uh, let's see here, the aforementioned Skate 2, a bunch of Star Wars games, Time Splitters 2, Time Splitters Future Perfect. And then on the FPS boost side, Alan Wake FPS boost. Too bad you just finished it, Miranda. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Assassin's Creed 1, that's cool. Dead Space 2 and 3, Darksiders FPS boosted, Dragon Age 2, uh, Fable 3, Cameo with an FPS boost, Mirror's Edge. Cameo's great. <gasps> yes! Yes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it's, I, I love that game too, Stella. It's Thank one of my, my all-time favorites. It uh, is criminal that that is the only reaction that I got. Okay, anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> I wish you'd been in the IGN war room with us at E3 the year that the, uh, Mirror's Edge 2 was announced. Oh it my was God, Catalyst? Oh. 
Keza McDonald, Keza so McDonald good. and I, when she still worked for IGN, we were like <laughs> melting into puddles of joy and everybody else was just kind of like, what? <laughs> like, no, you don't understand. It's Mirror's Edge. I always wanted those yes. shoes. The oh, shoes that she wears in that game. I, yeah. I still, to this day, I, I am still considering whether or not I want Faith's tattoo on my arm because that, that game was so much Ooh. to me. It was it was so good. It actually got me into parkour because it was so cool. I was like, this is a real thing? Oh, this is amazing. I want to be Faith Connors. Anyway, sorry. That, that's a tangent. We could talk about that all day. <laughs> Let's. We can reconvene at the end yes. of the show because I, I am happy to talk Mirror's Edge with anyone <laughs> at any point in time. Uh, even some games, some cloud games are getting FPS boost. So it's a higher resolution on your phone. Battlefield 4, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, Dragon Age Origins, Oblivion again on the phone, the Fallouts, the Gears of War games, Halo Wars 2, boosted on your phone and cloud <laughs> gaming, uh, Titanfall 2. I mean, you don't, I guess it's not just phone. You can stream to PC as well. So all this great stuff. I mean, just incredible work. Destin, how, I mean, what an effort. At, here at the end, I mean, the, the compatibility team, six years, uh, this this effort of when they started this, we talked about it at the top of the show when they showed it, they showed that moment on the Xbox anniversary stream of Phil Spencer announcing it at E3 2015. That, look at what they did in six years. How, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games from all Xbox eras. It's amazing to see. I'm really, really happy that they did as many games as they possibly could. The only reason they said that they stop is largely due to licensing issues that they just couldn't come to terms with. So this is the final list of backwards compatible games going forward. But it had to be a, an incredible effort for the team to take these games, optimize them, make sure they have FPS boost, make sure that they look the best they possibly can. A lot of them have, if not all of them, have uh, HDR capability. Uh, just auto, I believe it's auto HDR. And there's a lot of really good titles on here, like uh, the Fear franchise, the Max Payne franchise, games that people have been asking for to come to backwards compatibility. So just bravo. I expected like seven announcements or seven games to be added. They added 70. <laughs> so I, I was like, whoa, okay. That's way more than I expected. Because there were like some leaks about the database being updated and things like that. So uh, this is great. Just thank you for taking the time on Assassin's Creed One. Uh, a game I did QA for on a weekend is on the list, Screw Jumper, which is kind of fun. It's not a good game, but <laughs> I'm in the credits. So if you care, uh, wow. you can play Screw Jumper now. <laughs> Shout out to Frozen Code based in Wisconsin. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, Miranda, any of these at some point in time you're going to want to get back into now that yes. they're compatible and or boosted? Yes, actually, too. Uh, Beautiful Katamari, for one, because I love the Katamari game so very much. Um, it was actually one of the reasons I bought an iPhone for the first time, was because I had a Katamari game that was exclusive to it. I was like, well, guess I'll finally get an iPhone. Um, and then I also want to play the Max Payne games. I haven't played them, and I've heard good stuff, so I think this was a nice little push to eventually get to those. Did, did you at play least, Max Payne 3? At least play 3. Nope. Miranda? I haven't played any of them. Any of them? Okay, maybe, so, maybe start with yeah, 3. I, Really? I think I think one and two are I th actually two is the best one of the three. I, that is, I, I am of the opinion. Okay, I'll uh, start with one. I don't think I'll they hold the up. Sweep. I don't think they hold up very good. They they probably won't from I mean visually, uh, but the bullet time is still bullet time's always fun. Oh yeah, it's, it's cool. always good. 
Um, and the stories are really fun and, and Max, Max is a great character as well. And, and you get, uh, Mona Sachs, uh, is a big factor in, in Max Payne too. And yeah, it's a, it's a good series. I thought three was a little disappointing. I hope Rockstar decides to make another one at some point. Probably not because three was bad forever. What? I thought three was like well-reviewed. It was the system that it they... was. Oh, it was. Yeah. I just don't, I don't like it as well as the other two. I, oh, I think okay. it was ironically. One and two, it's a random tangent. One and two back in the day, you got to remember this was like early 2000s. Uh, one and two were kind of criticized, I used in air quotes, for being too short. They were like five, six hour games, the same length as a Call of Duty campaign. I'll absolutely uh, play them. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> and, and Max Payne 3, like Rockstar really went big with it. And it's like a, it's like a 12 to 15 hour game. And I actually think it, it's too long like for for what it is and the story it was telling. And I thought it was actually too much. Like if they'd cut a third of that game, it would have been a better game for it. But um, it's still good. Max Payne 3 is still an excellent. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, we seem Rockstar seems to be uh, forever on the Red Dead GTA train once a decade at this stage. So I'm not sure we're ever going to get another Max Payne game again. No one. No one had. D- Sorry, Ryan. Nobody had done anything oh, like the bullet time. So like in, in that respect, it was sort of uh, a new mechanic that nobody had tried before. So that's why it sort of caught. It, it was cool enough, you know, that what's it called? Three seconds of gameplay fun uh, re- repeated. Uh, it was cool enough that it launched the trilogy. And then uh, for Max Payne 3, they actually utilized a lot of that technology. And I believe it was GTA 4 or 5. I can't remember which, but they used it sort of as like a, a test bed to improve their aiming system. If I remember correctly. Yeah, three. I think three was well, I have to I don't remember the timeline, so I won't I won't dig myself the hole by saying something and getting it wrong. But it might be wrong, so yes. just take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> uh Stella, any of these any of these old classics you want to jump back into at some point? Probably Mirror's Edge with mm-hmm, the FPS mm-hmm. boost. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. That 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 yep. Uh <laughs> um then let's see. Uh, I actually haven't played any of the Max Payne games either, so I'll probably check that out. Um, <clears throat> I think there was also oh, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. I absolutely loved that game so much. It was my first introduction to Dragon Age, and I was like, oh, this is a great story. I love it. I know a lot of people who really liked the previous games kind of had some words to say about Inquisition, but I really enjoyed it. I liked the way that they told the story. Also, the romance options were great, so I will probably check that out. And the fact that it's on cloud-based is pretty great, because then I can just play it on my phone. So, might check that out. I've actually never played a cloud-based game, so that might be a good one to start with. <laughs> yeah, it's not a Twitch-based thing. You, you can yeah. suffer a little lag if you need to. Good call on Dragon Age. <laughs> I play that one on the cloud every once in a while, and it... it, it oh, okay. Well, I played it on the cloud, I played it on the console. It definitely is going to benefit from that FPS boost, because it was, like, sort of 30 frames. <laughs> it's an RPG, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But with an FPS boost, it's going to sort of even out a lot of the the performance issues that uh, it encountered earlier on. But uh, I'm not a huge Dragon Age fan. I've always been on the Mass Effect side of the Bioware thing, and I hopped in because it was a rewards challenge, and I was like, "This is awesome!" So it's it, so it's, good. it's like a yeah. good gateway to get in. Yeah. Also, I, I'm glad that it's getting the FPS boost because it has a lot of like particle effects that you really want to see the full effect of. Like, it's a gorgeous game. So the fact that it's getting performance boost is, oh, yes, I'm so happy for it. Sorry, Ryan, I cut you off. No, it's okay. I was just <laughs> going to I was going to note IGN's 2014 game of the year. 
Dragon Age Inquisition. Sunset Overdrive was robbed. I will I will take that <laughs> okay. one to the grave. Yes, was- <laughs> no, no disrespect to Dragon Age. Sunset Overdrive was absolutely robbed that year. It was it was a tough time for Xbox. A tough time getting people to, to play it. God, that was such a good game too, though. So good. Still good. Paves the way for Spider-Man. If you like Spider-Man, you have to thank yeah. Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> uh, all right. In, in the spirit of the anniversary this week obviously we had Seamus on for episode 520 which again I hope all of you will check out I wanted to have a little fun here for the end of the news block and as we get towards the the back half of the show so you know 20 years of the original Xbox I thought well this would be a good time to go back and redo our top 25 best original Xbox games Uh, I'm old I worked through that entire era (laughs) So I remember it very fondly. So uh, put together a feature, which I think should be on IGN now. And for sure, the video is on is on YouTube. The video is the top 10 because 25 would be too damn long. So it's the top 10. And I thought we'd just go through. I want to get everybody's reactions and just discuss the top five real quick, because these are just five games that have in 100% withstood the test of time. Let's go in reverse order, and and uh, I'm curious if any of you. I mean, if you if none of you have, if, if any of you have not played any of these, that's okay. Uh, I know I have a lot to say about Ninja Gaiden as the no, as just a, a tremendous original Xbox game. Uh, this one for me, I still think it's the best pure high speed action game ever made. Particularly Ninja Gaiden Black, which was sort of the Kind of the complete release that worked in some DLC uh, that, that came a little later. Ninja Gaiden Black is a notoriously challenging game, but different from Dark Souls in the sense that I would call Dark Souls more of a uh, game where it's kind of willfully hurting the player, like willfully sadistic. <laughs> Whereas Ninja Gaiden is more just kind of, it, it's sort of, Putting the ch- it's just like saying, here's the challenge. Can you do it? We're not going to try to kill you, but the challenge is going to, the bar is set really high. Can you do this? And the moves, the weapons, the fact that it's, it's a very long, very deep game. It's not just some little six hour, like quick and dirty thing. I still love Ninja Gaiden to this day. It ran at 60 frames with native widescreen back when it first came out. So it, that's helped it age well. Uh, has anybody else played Ninja Gaiden and want to want to comment on it? I've played a bit. I think I think my main comment on Ninja Gaiden would be it. It is one of those combat focused games that reward you once you learn the mechanics, once you learn the mechanics of the game and it teaches you the basics. But it's sort of on you, the player, to figure out how combat works and how to fight the different types of enemies. So. Uh, your input timing is important. Learning how the combos work is important and being able to switch between your abilities so that you can clear these rooms and clear these very difficult bosses is also really rewarding. And uh, Ninja Gaiden came out. And to me, it's one of the games that made the Xbox brand. There's a, there's a few games that launched early on that really solidified it as a gaming console. And, and as Seamus talks about in the documentary uh, that's coming out uh, in December, he mentioned that at the time, everybody was making 
Xbox sort of as a joke. So here come all these good games from a company that is known for the blue screen of death. And people are like, okay, Microsoft's here to play with the Xbox and uh, the rest is history. Miranda, you, you like to play your Halo on legendary difficulty. I, I think you would, you would really enjoy the challenge if you've not played a Ninja Gaiden game. I have not. And I played Dark Souls and greatly enjoyed those. So I think that is definitely one of the things on my list of like classic games to play. Stella, this it also it seems like it would scratch your competitive <laughs> itch as well. Oh, for sure. I again, I am I I'm kind of like Miranda here too. Uh, I really love the Souls games. Uh, Bloodborne is my favorite, but <clears throat> so I I really love the Soul game Souls games, which is you know very challenging. So I feel like I would be up for the challenge, and I'm very sad that I haven't been able to play this game uh, because I I mean, Destin, you talk about this being like one of the best games because like it's still being talked about. Like mm-hmm. it is still in conversation. So the fact that it has been so long and people are still talking about it and talking about it in terms of being one of the best games, I I totally believe that it should be on the top five. We are two years away from what would be the 20th anniversary of Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> Perhaps can we do a summoning circle right now for a <laughs> for a full Resident Evil 2 style remake of Ninja Gaiden? That's that's what I want in two years from now. So. Tecmo, I know a lot of the original team, Tomonobu Itagaki, a lot of that development crew isn't there anymore, but surely there must be a talented team out there who would be up for the challenge of remaking that game. Then again, maybe it's just too perfect and it should be left alone. Uh, The next one on the list, number four, how great is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic? Uh, I don't think anyone would ever dispute its place on any top list. I think it's one of the best role-playing games ever period it's definitely either the best or second best star wars game ever made if you want to i know there are some big jedi knight fans out there uh for me kotor is unmatched it's one of the best stories i've ever played in a role-playing game so it's bioware at its peak uh destin i know you're uh you know that that team made your favorite game ever mass effect it was the exact same team kotor was the game that came before mass effect for them yeah, so Kotor was Bioware getting a massive license and being able to do basically whatever they wanted with it. Of course, they had to like keep lore restrictions within the universe at the time. I, I believe I talked to uh, Dara, who confirmed that like it's canon, I think, but don't quote me on that Star Wars. Well, not anymore. Now that Disney bought it, I guess. Right. I don't I don't know if it was ever taken out of the canonical canonical timeline. So I'm not sure if if it's like this. But anyway, Knights of the Old Republic was just this game that sort of came along and it was this fantastic RPG where you could have different types of characters play through as the main protagonist. And then you go in and you go on this adventure and uh, throughout the Star Wars universe, nothing like it had really been done this successfully and afterwards it was it's what encouraged bioware to go create other things like their own space adventure mass effect and it's really really great to see the foundation that kotor created uh not only for bioware but just for games in the future and like it definitely deserves the number four spot just for its uh historical relevance in terms of what it did for rpgs in the future, even today, we see the effects of what KOTOR has done for the industry. Stella, 
light side or dark side? If you're going to sit down and play KOTOR, either the original through a backwards compatibility or maybe the remake that'll be out in a few years. It supports both. You can fully go good or evil. What do you say? Um, <clears throat> Definitely dark side. Um, I totally didn't choose uh, Sith for my Star Wars The Old Republic playthrough. <clears throat> so, wow. <laughs> sorry, that was like a evil giggle. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Fellow Darksiders unite. See, <laughs> yes. you and I get along really well. Mirror's oh. Edge and and evil evil Darkside playthroughs and Kotor. Heck yeah, Miranda, you're you're nodding your head. I know you're you're too nice. You're just too <laughs> no. good. Got it. Got to be good. Sorry, maybe on the second playthrough. It wasn't until like the third or fourth playthrough of, of Fallout Three or Save that I had that I played uh or I blew up Megaton. So you know, it's just, I have to warm myself up to being bad. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I can appreciate that. But once uh, you're so there, yes. all gloves are off. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Once you get to that point, you're like, all right, well, here's mass destruction. So that's fine. Yeah, well, there's nothing worse. You've already, yeah, it's Star Wars KOTOR. I mean, KOTOR was great. You could, there were moments in there where you could like triple cross people. You could be like, well, wow. make a deal with this guy. Then you double cross that guy. But then you double cross the guy that you're double crossing the double cross guy with. It's so good. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, HK-47, one of the best characters that's ever been created for Star Wars. Gotta love it. Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, the number three game on the list is the game that I gave the highest score official Xbox magazine ever gave to a game because we were on the 100-point scale. Uh, and and no, neither Halo never got a 10. No game ever got a 10. But I gave a 9.9 .9 to Splinter Cell Chaos Theory a game I think is about the perfect stealth game. Uh, you had incredible technology at the time. The, the real-time dynamic lighting and the shadows was gorgeous. You had these beautiful weather effects that Sam Fisher would like, the rain would, would kind of glisten off of his suit, which back then was <laughs> had never really been done. You had this great surround sound audio. You could play it. You know, they were, it wasn't an open world. They were they were sort of contained missions, but you could play how you wanted within those because you could go full stealth, never get seen, like just a total ninja, or you could use all your gadgets and just do a gadget playthrough, or you could go through and just kill everyone if you wanted to. Uh, and on top of that, it had not only the spies versus mercenaries multiplayer mode that that had a a, a nice window of of fame as being one of the most unique multiplayer games in the world. But it also had something that had never been done before and has been done since, and that is a co-op mode. It was uh, four co-op missions, later expanded to six through free DLC, where you had to play it with a second player. There's no AI. There's no playing it by yourself. It required two people, and you did these tandem co-op moves like, You'd go back to back and shimmy up a like an elevator shaft and uh, one person could crouch and and the other person would run up and you could throw them like a human missile into into a bad guy to knock him out. All these incredible things that now, you know, you've seen like haze light stuff do with it takes two and a way out, stuff like that. So uh, chaos theory for me, it, it's just a it's three incredible games in one. I've, uh, Des, I know you've spent some time with Chaos Theory over the years, right? Yeah, one of the things I remember is that uh, it would do cool things. Like you mentioned the glistening on the suit. I've seen a lot of people retweet the the 
image, uh, well, the video of shooting a fish tank and then the water would drain out of the fish tank. You have to remember, this is original Xbox era game. So the fact that they were able to push it so far technically at the time was really, really impressive. And being able to like hide in the shadows, stealth knock people out, having these phenomenal mm. multiplayer aspects of the game at the time, it, it was just amazing to watch. And uh, yeah, that, that whole trilogy just did a lot for the Xbox brand. Splinter Cell is, is fantastic. And the fact that they were pushing the hardware this, this far that early on, it, it's just cool to see. Um, Miranda or Stella, have either of, you, either of you ever had a chance to play this game? Nope. Mm -mm. I would oh, love to, though. I, now that you're describing it, it sounds it's, so fun. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's backwards compatible. Jump in if you get a chance. Still holds up gameplay-wise. Obviously, tech-wise, it won't be quite as impressive in 2021 as opposed to 2005. But mm. yeah, just an incredible game. And I actually didn't even mention, it's probably the best performance of any of the Splinter Cell games from Michael Ironside, who voices Sam Fisher. There's a lot of great dialogue, a ton of great one-liners from Sam. Uh, there's one level in Shanghai uh, where... You're infiltrating some guy's house, I believe it is, to, to take out a target. And, you know, it's the wooden floors. And unless you go really slowly and quietly, oh, no. the floors creak. And <laughs> at one point you can grab a, you like grab a, uh, one of the bodyguards and the bodyguards say funny stuff. And one guy talks about how uh, there's like, they they thought they had anti ninja flooring in the house, but it turns <laughs> out Sam Fisher got around it anyway. So. That's yeah, amazing. Chaos theory. So good. Uh, all right. This one, these next two, we can all speak to. Number two, it's a tough, tough, it's a tough, it's a tough call between the two of them, but number two on our top 10 original Xbox games ever list. How about Halo 2? Uh, what it did for multiplayer and not just for Xbox, but really for all of console gaming, if not all of gaming, period, with the matchmaking system. The, the party hopper system, you could actually stay together with your friends all night long going from game to game and not have to separate, you know, be, be thrown back to the server browser between matches and have to reconvene again on the same server. Uh, and that's not to say nothing of the fact that the campaign was this big epic sequel. Miranda, how great was Halo 2? I love the Arbiter. That's all I can, that's like the first thing that comes to mind is I remember picking it up and at that time I was young enough to where I wasn't really paying attention as much to like media cycles and press announcements. I was like looking up screenshots on IGN and other places and be like, wow, look at the next game that's coming out. Um, and so when I got to play Arbiter, which is like, you know, a huge surprise for me and a lot of people, obviously, I was just like, wow, this is cool. I wasn't mad about it. I think some people were upset that you didn't just get to play Chief the whole way through, but I was actually super happy to see that because um, I liked him a lot as the character and I like the elites and the covenant races and everyone that's part of that. So uh, I super love that, which is, is weird for me because I think when I think Halo 2, I always go straight first to the campaign because I didn't really play multiplayer. Um, I was young enough at the time to not have an Xbox Live account and I don't know if my dad had one yet at that time either. I think he was primarily playing on PC games. So um, I sort of missed that train. So a lot of the nostalgia for that just didn't exist for me. I think I ran around the maps by myself 
it's kind of sad. I will say, I guess who didn't get invited to the land parties? It was me. Aww. So, Aww. you know, <laughs> I don't know. You're just like, you know, the girl over there that's kind of like a little little weird goth who just really loves video <laughs> games and, and nobody invited me. It's fine. Aww. It's okay. I had my own land party later, but you know, you just make your own. It's fine. Stella, I know you've been running back through the Master Chief collection. Have you gotten to Halo 2 yet? No, I am at the end of Combat Evolved. Oh, you're you're in for a treat, even though Miranda just gave you a massive story spoiler, but that's so, okay. I, I've already Sorry. forgotten. I've already, I've already forgotten. Stella gets forgotten. The, the blur cutscenes. She's she's in for a treat, all right. That's true. Yeah, that, that is true. The remake. I mean, yeah. I wasn't ready for, for Combat Evolves like zombie areas. I, I was <laughs> not ready for that. The My friend's flood. like, hey. My friend's was like, hey, Stella, go in there real quick for me. And I was like, oh, what's in here? <laughs> so i'm having a lot of fun with it <laughs> yes you learned the true secret of the halo ring uh destin <laughs> halo 2 what are your memories halo 2 is really special largely because of the multiplayer aspect of the game as we all know the story sort of ended on a cliffhanger that was continued in halo 3 but we were also introduced to the arbiter at this time it was something that nobody expected and uh in hindsight was warmly received, but at the time it was a little bit controversial. People wanted to play as Master Chief and you ended up playing as Arbor through half the game, but he ended up becoming such an important character to the franchise. Now on the multiplayer side, it was just, it was the first time Halo was actually online. The original Halo, Halo 1, was not able to be played online easily. You could do it using Xbox Connect and some things that right. I, I did because I was stuff. a huge nerd. Um, <laughs> but um, Halo 2 was the first one where everybody could just play uh, it's what r- truly established Xbox as like the shooter box that you had to play on at the time. It was a game that couldn't be missed that everybody was playing and talking about because it was so polished. It was just so good and so fun that you could play long into the night with your friends. Uh, Halo 2. Um, it's just it's great. I, I don't I think without Halo 2 we, or even Halo 1, we wouldn't even have the Xbox brand. I agree completely, and that brings us to the number one game on the best original Xbox games ever. I think it was probably number one uh, on the original list that I threw out <laughs> and redid. It's Halo Combat Evolved, because Destin, you're absolutely right. It's a, it's a game where without it, we're probably not doing this show because there probably isn't an Xbox. Like, it probably would not have survived without Halo. You know, that first year in particular of the Xbox was pretty dry it was a pretty much a, a desert and the the one uh flowing well of water uh, of the water the well of life was halo combat evolved uh, what it did for shooters on a console what it did for multiplayer in the console space and the land parties where people would instead of hauling their whole pcs and monitors just bring your tv over just grab your big crt tv <laughs> yeah. and just haul it on over to your friend's house you hook up the xbox very easy setup with a uh, with a, just a simple Blender. simple router and plug everybody in and you are off to the races with up to sixteen players all together. Uh, the introduction of Master Chief and Cortana and as as uh, Stella has found out the flood and mm-hmm. boy what a what a game! I mean the fact that it's twenty years old now. Um, Stella, what coming in a little fresher? Like what did you think of Halo One now that you're, you've about finished it? In, uh, in the form of Master Chief Collection? Uh, it's really fun. I, I see why people 
loved it so much when it came out. Um, Cortana is very sassy, which I very much appreciate. <laughs> um, the dialogue is amazing. I mean, like hearing the grunts say things like, you shoot him. No, you shoot him. Like stuff like that. It's very cute. Um, and I, I feel a little bit bad about killing them because I know that they're like, they're kind of against their will. So I'm just like, I'm sorry, but I got to kill you. So, you know, um, playing as Master Chief is really cool because you're just like this hulking, big, like impossible to kill guy unless you throw a nade wrong. So it's really cool. I actually really love the map design in Combat Evolved 2. Like being able to go around and like get lost is kind of interesting to me because I'm very used to um, the game kind of guiding you into where to go. So my friend would have to lead me around because he's like, yeah, yeah, you got to go this way. This way is faster. Um, but I could honestly just explore that entire world like it, with the space given uh, myself just because it's so interesting to look at everything. Um, I definitely switch back and forth between the classic graphics and the updated graphics, which is actually better sometimes to play in classic because of the geometry of the map like we got stuck between like a rock and a tree because um in classic the hitboxes were bigger um but it's i really enjoy it getting to know the halo universe that everyone has been talking about um i now have questions about about the lore like master chief and cortana and um i, I think opening myself up to that world is so fun and i'm so excited to learn more so I'm very, I'm very happy that um, Halo Infinite has another campaign coming in too. <laughs> yes, love it. So yeah, Stella's playing it in the anniversary format, the uh, the remake or remaster, I should say, that had the awesome ability at the touch of a button to switch back and forth between the so cool. original graphics and the remastered graphics playable <laughs> now in uh, Master Chief Collection <laughs> in Game Pass. So when, when those were our top sorry. five. When Stella uh, gets to two, the, she'll be blown away. <laughs> yes. uh, those are the top five of our original best original xbox teams ever check out the rest of the top 10 list on youtube.com slash ign as well as of course ign.com because ign.com is where the full list of 25 is so going much deeper into the xbox catalog the original xbox catalog than just those classic top five uh, or even top 10 so do check that all right, uh, we're going to move on to loot box real quick, though. I did want to mention just mo just before we got on the air this morning, I wanted to mention the Wall Street Journal breaking a massive story that that just uh, will have industry shaking ramifications potentially. And that is uh, Activision CEO Bobby Kotick being, uh, I guess, implicated isn't maybe the right word legally, but uh, he is the report is that he basically knew about so much of the bad, the illegally bad things happening uh, to employees, the harassment, uh, and, and unfortunately things much worse than that that have gone on at Activision and withheld information from the board of directors. Uh, it's just a, it's a stunning report from the Wall Street Journal. I highly encourage you to go read it. Just as, you know, if you're interested in the industry and you want to see this industry grow and evolve, uh, Activision already mired in a, a substantial uh, lawsuit with the state of California and, and going through a very difficult situation in terms of you know, its employees that are still there and, and have worked there over the years uh, are, are going through a, a very difficult stretch right now. Read that. If, if you can't get through the paywall at Wall Street Journal, I hope you'll be able to read the whole thing, but it is a, a paywalled site. We do have a summary on IGN.com. You should check that out. But you know, we, that's a whole show unto itself, a very serious, uh, major discussion. 
But I did want to acknowledge it and not just completely sweep it under the rug as if it didn't happen because it did happen. It is happening. And uh, it will be very interesting to see what happens with Kodak and and the company and this uh, ongoing lawsuit that the state of California has brought against them. But uh, we stand with the the survivors of the abuse that have that has been suffered at uh, uh, at Activision and at Blizzard, the entire company. It's it's awful to read. You know, you don't want to see your industry go through something like this in any way, shape, or form. Um, hopefully, this leads. Uh, to some sort of better culture, well, not just some sort, a much better culture for not just Activision, but the entire industry as well. There are good companies and uh, it's there are good people at Activision, uh, but we need a good company, not just not just some good people. We need uh, good people in leadership positions. So uh, educate yourself there. We're not going to get into it here, but uh, did want to bring it up and mention it. Loot box time. There's no way to pivot back from that, but uh, we've got an audience question coming in the loot box. It is a fun question, uh, and it comes from Zach from Ontario. We'll plug that in here and hear from Zach. How's it going, Unlock Crew? This is Zach from Ontario, Canada, with a loot box question submission. Uh, I have certainly fallen in love with the Xbox operating system and UI as it's evolved over the Xbox One and Xbox Series generation. It's riddled with quality of life features that make really just maximizing your day-to-day use of the Xbox. But one feature that I'm always looking for is a filter that I could apply to my games to see what games in common my friends and I have installed at any given time. It would be great to see on a Saturday night, hey, I've got... Halo Master Chief Collection installed, what do you guys have so that we're ready to play the same thing? So my question to the panel is, what feature would you guys like to see on the Xbox operating system that isn't quite there yet? And as a bonus question, where in the world is Brandon Tyrell? I got a few friends up in Canada here worried about the guy. Well, hopefully hopefully we find him, and hopefully he's back in time for Halo Infinite. But all the best to the Unlock crew. Thanks for keeping up with the show. Love you guys. Peace from Canada. Thank you, Zach. Excellent question here. By the way, I love your idea, Zach, about about that filter to show games in common with your friends. That is a good idea that Phil Spencer is listening at the dog park right now. Whatever (laughs) day he's doing that on the weekend, I think he says he he listens. So, Phil, jot that down. Make a note. Send it to somebody. I will go Stella's way first. What would you like to see added? uh, Any any constructive feedback, something new you want to see in the Xbox UI, Stella? Ooh, new. I don't know. Okay. I don't know about new, but I will say that when I think it was when the Xbox one first came out, um, I liked that UI better. <laughs> and, then, and then the it, snap, the snap. Are you referring to that? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't quite remember the time, the timing, but I remember when the update happened and it, you know, it became like a Windows store. Like it looked like a Microsoft store. I was like, I don't like this. Take me back. So I kind of want the old UI back. So not something new, but something old. And I, I, I want it back. Like an option. I mean, That's fair. Give me the option. Yeah. The classic. <laughs> that is fair. Destin, how about you? I want to, I want the blades. I want the blades back. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I actually, now that I've figured out the new UI and how to utilize it and everything, I'm actually okay with it. Uh, it, it was chuggy. Like on my Xbox one for years, it was really chuggy. Mm-hmm. And on the, on the series X, it's been totally great. So they, they've clearly optimized it a lot. So one of, one of the things I'd like to see is um, 
some sort of adjustment to how Microsoft rewards are integrated. I'm sort of obsessed with making sure I get my Microsoft reward points every day. I have like $200 worth of Microsoft reward points right now. And I just started this year. So it's a, it's a thing that I really like to do. And uh, they sort of have it separated right now with the rewards app and the game pass app. And like maybe just somehow putting those together. I feel like um, it's, it's a little weird how it's structured right now. Um, so just a little bit better structuring there. I think I would like to see just as somebody who like obsessively chases the reward points. Yeah. Fair play, fair play there. Miranda. Honestly, I'm having a hard time coming up with things. I had one brainstormed a, a while ago. We first saw, got a glimpse of the sleep up question. Um, but I kind of found the solution to that while I was poking around the menus. And so if anything, my biggest <laughs> suggestion is everyone just like poke around the UI a little extra, then maybe you'll find something that you're looking for. Um, for me, before it was an audio issue because I was having some issues like whenever I was plugging something in, like how to better um, tune it. And I think some of those, I, I would like to see that sort of improved more so that maybe whenever you press that home button, uh, you can see more audio options in one of those panels because that would actually be really helpful for someone who's like oh i don't want this on my tv but it keeps coming out please i don't want to have to mute this but like there's just like a bunch of different things that i would like to see just changed easily from that dashboard um but for the most part i mean just adjusting the audio and stuff is is the biggest part which they already have covered off on so i think just more exploration of that would always be helpful Randy, you yeah, get you just re- go ahead destin she reminded me of another one too you go first <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that reminded me. I, the the game I'm playing right now, I've decided to. I'm just plugging in because uh, I'm playing late at night a lot. I'm plugging in headphones to my controller, like good Astro headphones, so I get good sound quality and not bother anyone. And uh, the the ability it's it's sort of defaults to a pretty low volume. To increase that that headset volume, I have to go like four menus deep. I have to go into like settings, accessories, and then there's another like three dot drop down menu to go into that. And then I can increase the volume on that headset. So I found a spot where you can do that faster. Oh, I'll tell you later. I will. Yeah. I will catch up with you after for that. But I was going to say, actually, Dustin, you go ahead and I'll give mine. Yeah. You can tap the jewel and they have like two buttons map X and X and Y or something for screenshots and game capture. It's like, just use the other buttons, you know? Um, Oh man. Uh, So Miranda said uh, more audio options. I lost it. Go ahead, Ryan. I forgot. It's okay. No, I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah. this is a good question. Zach from Ontario. Thank you oh, very much for I remember. this question. Just okay. let me put my gameplay clips on a USB. I don't want to transfer it to OneDrive. I don't want to just tweet yeah. it. Just let me put them on the USB. The PlayStation 5 lets you do it. Uh, it's so frustrating. If I just want my Xbox clips, I want to plug in a USB and put them on that. It's so silly that that is not an option. Good. That's good yeah. feedback. And for me, uh, I would like to see better. I've said this for years, and I'm going to say it again. Better curation of ID at Xbox games. Bring back Live Arcade, Live Arcade Wednesdays, where you're going to promote one to two curated games that the team. I mean, I know that you've got the Xbox Wire team that's tapped in their whole. You know, that's that could seemingly fall under their purview of just. Promote a couple of the best ID at Xbox games every week in a way that everybody's going to see on the dashboard. Because otherwise, there are there are literally like half a dozen or more ID at Xbox games published almost every day, and it's impossible. Like Xbox PR does a great job of sending a weekly email to us in media about here's everything that came out on ID at Xbox this week. 
And here's a code for it. So if you want to try it, you want to review it, you want to cover it, go for it. But that they need to do that for everyone, not just the media, and in a way that's that's you know nicely curated on the dashboard. So Live Arcade Wednesdays, man, that was the the solve that they already had, and it's uh, I'd like to see it. All right, before we roll, let's do a trivia. We're almost out of time on <laughs> trivia. It is almost time for uh, the trophy to be awarded. So let me just Getting pull worried. up the scoring. I'm worried about this one. Me too. <laughs> you should be. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> oh my. We've got Miranda at 10 points, Destin with eight. So Miranda, it, all you have to do is hold serve here for <laughs> the next like two or three weeks and you lock this thing up. So that's where we stand. Let's take away and points for getting them wrong. No, what a win. No, I'm just kidding. Our question this week comes from Jamie in Tennessee, who asks, which of these Xbox, we're talking about anniversary, so plenty of nostalgia to be had here. Which of these Xbox 360 games did not support stereoscopic 3D? If you guys remember, there was a window in the 360 era where 3D TVs, 3D games, 3D movies were a thing. It didn't last, uh, but it was a, a thing for a little while. I remember uh, I played a, a game not on this list, Batman Arkham City. I had a 3D TV. I had my 3D glasses, and it was kind of a cool effect when you were huh. moving around Gotham. Uh, but so which of the following is not, did not support stereoscopic stereoscopic 3d three of them did one of them didn't tell me the one that didn't gears of war three captain america super soldier call of duty modern warfare three or sonic generations i'm gonna go stella's way first this week <laughs> okay uh i have nothing to lose but but if if i get a nice little like welcome to the team medal that'd be nice <laughs> at the end of the year anyways um gears of war Okay. I mean, still, I will add, you've got two points and you've only been on the show for like a month. So it's, you're <laughs> doing just fine on a, you know, you're going to be in good shape when we start fresh next year. All right. Uh, Destin, you're trailing. So I'm going to go to you here. I have no idea. This is an audio thing, right? Stereo. It's video. I'll yeah. guess yes. Call of Duty. I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. Miranda. Man, I was going to guess Call of Duty too. <laughs> I'm going to stick with that guess. What? I'm going to stick with that guess. Okay. So I was going to say you're, it's a, it's a, it's a strategy, right? You can go with them (laughs) and you can, so either you're going to both get the point or both not. It's kind of a play it safe strategy, right? So I can, I can see where, you know, you'd go that way. Now, as it so happens, uh, there is a correct answer in the group and it is from Destin and Miranda. Yes. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. No nice. 3D support there. As soon as you said uh, it's a video so, thing, I'm like, Call of Duty is not going to mess with that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, well, Call of Duty probably wouldn't do it. And it would also be the surprise of the group because you would yeah. expect Sonic Generations, Captain America, they don't have yeah. 3D. I'm like, no, <laughs> those are going to be the ones that do because of the way this is formatted. And of course, kind of telling, <laughs> Kind of telling that you both chose correctly, chose the highest budget game on this list <laughs> that, like, that doesn't gimmick. implement the thing. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Call of Duty is more about making sure the the shooter experience is retained, right? So they're not going to just throw some Mm. thing that wasn't even that popular at the time into their game. 
To be fair, though, Modern Warfare 3 was, of all the Call of Duties that come out every year, that was the one that was developed under pretty, like, tough circumstances where you had, like, most of Infinity Ward left. And oh, then yeah. the, the just-founded Sledgehammer was was told, all right, throw out the third-person Call of Duty <laughs> game that you guys had started on, and we need you to just finish Modern Warfare 3. Uh, and that's... You know, we ended up with a okay game uh, all uh, as all was said and done i did play through that one so thank you jamie from tennessee that's a great question and if you have a trivia question again home stretch here i would love to get more good trivia questions from the unlocked audience you can email them to me at unlocked at ign.com include your name include the question obviously four multiple choice answers and do note the correct answer in your email and we will play again, not next week while we're not here, but the week after as we go into the home stretch of December. Actually, I guess it'll be November 30th when we I, do our next show. I feel like the next episode, if Miranda gets it and I don't or I miss it, Miranda wins. Like there's not a chance. Uh, yeah, up, she right? might. That might lock it up. We'll have to. We'll have Maybe to take a look at the. If not the next calendar. one, the one after. Yeah. Yeah. It, you're down to the wire here yeah. for sure, Destin. You're you're down. <laughs> You know, you're it's that basketball game where, you know, you're down like it's a two two possession game. You know, you're you got those are the you, best. You can't just sink one shot competitions, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. It is time for us to get out of here. Uh, but before we do, I want to throw to the panel for plugs because we're all working on big projects that we hope you guys, if you enjoy Unlocked, will take the time. Go click on IGN. Go see what we're up to that's what keeps the lights on is you guys visiting IGN.com. Moran, I'm going to start with you. Y'all know where I'm going with this. You can follow me at Havoc Gross with that's a Havoc with a K on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and everywhere else. Please use IGN guides. We're working so very hard. So if you're playing GTA San Andreas, we have a great indirect map, tips, walkthrough, cheats, of course. Cheats are the big thing. We have all of those. We've verified which ones do or don't work uh, with the definitive edition. And then, of course, we're covering Halo Infinite multiplayer in, in depth as much as we can. So we just got a tips page going up. So if you just need a little help or like are kind of curious about how the different weapons work or the damage types, maybe check that out. Um, and then for me, of course, please check out my Halo Infinite preview if you haven't already. I worked really hard on it. And again, no stories, story spoilers. So if it's not something that's been already stated by 343, probably not going to be in my preview. Um, but I do go in depth into mechanics and other things as well. So check it out. Sweet. Stella, how about you? We know what you're up to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Too much. But um, so I am working on the Battlefield review, which should be up. The written should be up by tonight. Hopefully the uh, video goes up tomorrow. Then I will jump into a Halo Infinite's multiplayer review immediately after. You can follow me at Parallax Stella everywhere except for Instagram because someone's sitting on that handle. But I am also actually streaming on Twitch, um, Halo Infinite and Battlefield, like all that stuff. So if you guys want like my immediate impressions, you can go there and ask me like a bunch of people have been. So, nice. yeah. <laughs> Destin? Yeah, uh, man, I have I have a lot going on in the back end right now for IGN, <laughs> so you're going to see that coming out very soon. Um, yeah, and then Halo Infinite launching. Just so much happened yesterday that yeah. my brain is honestly mush because Xbox announcing <laughs> 70 backwards compatible titles. Then, hey, surprise, Halo multiplayer is live. So uh, it's been a lot. So just keep an eye out for what I'm working on in, in the coming days and weeks. And in the meantime, you want to see my dumb takes on Twitter. 
at Destin Legary. And uh, I still do the YouTube thing over at the Destin channel. If you want to see my dumb YouTube takes, lots of dumb from me over there. Uh, you want to see my good stuff, keep it locked right here on IGN. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm glad we get good Destin on IGN. Um, yeah. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. I want you to go read. Well, watch Miranda's preview on YouTube or IGN, but definitely read it on IGN because uh, spoiler, except not spoiler really at all. Her, her preview is 3000 plus words long. We can't let the script for the video go that long. So mm -hmm. she goes into a lot more. Again, still no story spoilers in the IGN.com article. So I hope you'll go read that. Uh, I've just been locking and loading because uh, I'm going to be away next week. All of the, the rest of the IGN first features. We have more for you. Starting with, uh, I think it's tomorrow is new exclusive campaign gameplay, by the way. Uh, again, there won't be story spoilers in that, but if you want to see some new campaign gameplay, uh, you should check that out. That'll be in 4K60. Uh, so if you've got a monitor that supports that, I encourage you to watch it in that format. And then uh, got a piece on audio logs that are hidden throughout. In the beginning of the game, we've, Rand and I found a bunch of them just in the early part. So they're all over the place. So we talked to 343 about how those are augmenting the storytelling in Halo Infinite. And then uh, the IGN Unfiltered interview with Joseph Staten, the head of creative. He's the head of the project here in Infinite, brought on for this last year. And obviously, he wrote Halo to begin with. So that's a really interesting conversation that we shot while we were up at 343. I hope you'll take a look at that next week while we're gone as well. Since you, you know, there'll be an hour of no unlocked, go read and watch all the stuff that all of us are working really hard on. So uh, I hope you'll enjoy all of that. For Miranda, Destin, Stella, and super producer Alan today, I am Ryan McCaffrey. This was Unlocked 521. Again, we're off next week for Thanksgiving. We'll be back the week after, which will be the November 30th episode. We'll see you then. We are the hosts of Comic Sans, the podcast about comics for those who are sans knowledge. I'm Yen, a reader, writer, liver, and breather of comic books. And I'm Nat, and I know absolutely nothing about comics. Which makes both of us authorities in our respective fields. Exactly. Hey, wait. On Comic Sans, I make Nat read some of my favorite comics, including Sandman Saga and Laura Olympus. And Yen tells me what makes that comic special. Then I hear what Nat thinks, and I try to avoid a pulmonary embolism. While I actively try to give him one. Listen to Comic Sans on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can already binge our first season, and we just released a special bonus episode on Across the Spider-Verse. Hey, Nat, before we go, I'll give you 50 bucks if you can tell me what Comic-Con is. Is it related to Chili Con Carn? Do you mean chili con carne? Maybe we should be chili sands. Mm -hmm.